Whenever you start to record. Okay, there we go. You know, we always have these little pre-conversations. I guess this is one of them. But anyway, welcome to another episode of Traveling Hoopers. Today, you have your host back. I know you missed me. Alan Pettigrew. And we got my man, Calvin McGowan, over on the other side. Go ahead and tell the people what's up. What's up, everybody? I uh, hope everyone's doing good today. Yeah, so uh, we don't got a lot of topics today, but uh, one thing I definitely want to talk about is the Keontae Johnson situation the uh, for, for the University of Florida. Um, I'm pretty sure everybody has seen it by now. It is a tragedy and a very shocking moment, but he did uh, collapse on the court during a game with Florida State. Mm-hmm. Uh, the team's continue to play after getting him carted off. But uh, we finally got some updates on his condition, which almost doesn't feel like an update considering in the headline that they originally had was medically induced coma, which is never a good thing. Like, I, I just like it, the thing is, um and like of course as always these types of things are like tragedy you don't want to see anything like this happen um and it doesn't seem to be good but it's from a standpoint of you know news or what have you there doesn't seem to be a whole lot everybody who who probably knows what's going on with them hasn't said a whole lot outside of the medically induced coma thing um my understanding is that um when that happened with him um, Florida State offered to like postpone or like cancel the game, yeah. and I guess Florida ultimately just decided to go ahead and finish it up. Um, but you know, hopefully he makes a speedy recovery. It's really a shame that these that this happened. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I I think the weirdest thing that I've seen from this is um. ESPN's changing of the headline of the most recent, like, updated article. Like, have you seen it? Uh Uh-uh. I don't think I have. Yeah, like, an editor must have came through and, like, switched everything up. Like, it's, um, like, they had a quote from Keontae Johnson's uh, grandfather. It's no longer in there, where they were talking about, like, how, um, how they did put him in a medically induced coma. But, um, my biggest fear is, um, you know, one of the things that could happen with you having uh, COVID-19 like he had in the summer is uh, that um, the thing that can possibly make your heart enlarged. If it's that, like, Keontae Johnson was considered possibly a lottery pick or at least a first round pick. I was listening to Sam Vincini's podcast and just like hearing this is it's it's weird and heartbreaking just like looking at the dynamic of everything man yeah ah, and he was showing out already 26 ran for a speedy recovery though yeah that's about all anyone can do at this point truly uh i mean in brighter news it don't look like James Harden is going anywhere. <laughs> it, it it does not. Um, my understanding is like they've tried to be in talks with like the Nets and with uh, the Sixers. The too. Sixers, yeah. Um, but like they're not. So how do I put this? Um, in the bluntest way possible, they're. The, the Rockets aren't satisfied with effectively getting the depth of the Nets. Um, but the Nets also aren't willing to move Kyrie Irving. Not that the Rockets are necessarily interested. Yeah. Um, and, like, the, the Rockets want uh, Simmons for, like, I guess, in any like, they want Simmons and Pitt to move to for the Sixers to get hardened, but, like, the Sixers aren't interested? Like... Yeah. You, you mean to tell me you're not coming up off none of your stars for Harden? Yeah, baby, you, you don't want this. 
I do think like the funniest part about this situation may be um Yeah, good. Uh, Where are you? You missed it. <laughs> you talking about basketball now. <laughs> oh, I, I missed the, the post or the pre uh debrief. My bad. Yeah. Yeah, I was up there coaching basketball, coaching the youth. Yeah, you good, bro. I figured. Yeah. Um, but um it is hilarious to hear that Sixers aren't trying to come up off any of their like star players and the Nets were like we're not even going to talk to you about KD. <laughs> talking about the trade for the Rockets? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, don't, don't don't Harden. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Like, Could you imagine Harden in Philadelphia, though? Like, that town, no. like, that's, that's, that's like a blue-collar, you know, city. Like, they like people who are, they're rugged and hard, and you work hard on defense, and, you know, just uh, people who are, you know, the quintessential, like, everyday working hard individuals, like, their biggest, you know, uh, favorites uh, for the sports teams, and Harden is not that. Like, he is the opposite of that. Uh, he plays basketball, the opposite of that. Uh, can he play basketball that way? Maybe, but he hasn't shown us that since OKC, possibly. So, I, he, he, I, he locked up on it in that, uh, that OKC series to close out, you know, got that little block. 2012? No, like... Oh, you this past year. Playoffs, bubble, yeah. I'm my bad. You're right. He did play good defense for one possession. Like, come on now. Uh, but he's, I don't know. In Philadelphia, I mean, I personally would never make any trade. If I was Philadelphia, I wouldn't trade anybody for him because our team is younger and they have at least some kind of identity, right? Yeah. Um, he would come in and, like, automatically shift everything, which I, and I don't I'm not necessarily sure in a good way. Granted, I'm a James Harden fan. I don't see that as being a fit. And, oh, uh, in the Nets, if that were to ever be a possibility, there's only one basketball. Like, that wouldn't work. Like, there's only one basketball, and they have three, two, one, two all-time great scores. if Jim Harden were to go there, and James Harden and, Kate, and Katie. And Kyrie, who is a Harlem Globetrotter in the NBA, you know what I mean? Like, he just did it, did it, did it, did it. Like, I'm not sure that would actually work, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, Mm-hmm. So, because there's too many similarities in their game. Two people, okay, that could work. But three, no. Um, and also, there's no way that they would ever get, uh, there's no way that they would ever get James Harden without giving up KD or Kyrie. Granted, I would give up Kyrie for James Harden, but I'm not sure, but like, I'm not sure anybody else would uh, because he, James Harden has a stigma about him. But, like, Kyrie should have a similar stigma. Kyrie's stigma should be worse. But the only reason it's not worse is because he had that one season with LeBron James and won a championship. Like, or more than one season, but he won that championship season. That's the only reason he doesn't have a stigma. Because every other time Kyrie's, like, been a leader on a team, whatever, they don't do well, like, at all. So he should have a worse stigma than James Harden. But for some reason, he doesn't. Uh, so, like, well, so, like, no one would make that trade. Uh, but also, like, you don't know what Kyrie would do because he's kind of like off his rocker. Uh, we, we'll get to that in a second. Okay. Oh, my bad. I, I jumped the gun. Yeah. But I don't know how deep you guys are into this. But, but so I would, make just... trade, but, or I would make a trade, but I'm not sure if anybody else would. But, yeah. uh, to catch you up a little bit, um, some of the stuff we were talking about is that, that uh, for example, with talks with the Nets, they, don't, they of course, don't want to come up off Kyrie. I'm assuming they're not even discussing KD because that would be dumb. Um, and, but, like, the Rockets don't want the Nets young players for real. Like, they don't want, like, Levert and Allen and Dinwiddie and whatever. And, like, that's basically if you're the Nets, that's basically what you have to give them in, like, draft picks. Yeah. Why, why doesn't Houston just blow it up at this point? Is the Rockets organization so bad? Like, granted, there's been, like, some whispers, right? But, like, is this, is, like, is there organization overall so bad that James Harden doesn't want to play with John Wall. Like, John Wall's a really good player. So, like, it's interesting. And I thought, like, on a personal level, they seem like yeah. they would get along. So it's interesting that, like, James Harden's like, no, 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 whatever. Like, 
granted, I'm all about not loyalty to our. I am now, but I'm all about like not loyalty to like a specific team because like the teams are never going to be loyal to you at the end of the day, unless you're uh, Mark Cuban with JJ Barea. But uh, but it's interesting that James Harden. Like I don't know, I, I, I just assumed it would fit like automatically on a personal level, a basketball level, but he's just like, nah, I'm done. So I guess I, I guess there's like things about the organization that we just don't know. Yeah. Um, my some of my limited understanding, at least like from like looking at some things here and there, is like one of the like perceptions with it is just kind of like the thing is like Harden had like input into a lot of input into the situation. Granted, what I will grant is that like again, my understanding is that for various reasons, his entire time there and before he got there, they've never gone over the lug- like they've never gone over the salary cap. They don't pay lug- they paid luxury cap. Uh, since Maury got there, they think they paid luxury tax twice, I think. Um, but, like, my understanding is, like, Harden had input into, like, getting Westbrook and, uh, Chris Paul, yeah. whatever, and then, like, get to the point, like, he doesn't want to play with them anymore. It's kind of like, but, like, you asked. Like, <laughs> like you, you went to this, and, like, the t- like your organization made it happen, so some of some of a bit of perception, right or wrong, that it's kind of like you want out of a situation that you created, basically. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, like, like I, like I was gonna say the exact same thing uh, that you mentioned. Uh, that it's always funny how a superstar player, like a mega superstar player, as James Harden is, has so much control, right? I mean, you like that's a, that's a good thing. Player control is like that's never a bad thing. That's always a good thing. Player first, players over you know, over or, players over organization. But if you're gonna be a kind of type of superstar that has that kind of control, like a James Harden or like a LeBron or whatever, then when all fails, you can't be like, well, that's on y'all. You know what I mean? If all fails, you gotta be like, you gotta take some responsibility in that too, though. Right, hear me out on this one. I think James Harden almost wants to leave because all of his. Um, Front office friends are gone. You, Mike D'Antoni was the coach that literally was like, you go do you. He loved James Harden, yeah. The relationship was dope. Do what you want, you run the show. Like, even when Kevin McHale was there, yeah, James Harden was getting buckets and whatnot. But it's a different level. It's it's a completely different show. And then Daryl Morey leaves. So the person who you can kind of have. The guy who went to Philadelphia? Yeah. Okay. Daryl Morey leaves, and if that's supposed to be like the GM who's going to give you the opportunities to go get your Chris Paul, go get your Westbrook, mm-hmm. you don't got that no more. And I don't think um, their coach Silas, uh, he don't really play games like that, yeah. He because uh, he was with he was with Dallas uh, last year. Well, he's been with Dallas for like years, but. Uh, that whole like Dallas coaching staff, yeah, uh, you ain't you ain't gonna be able to play around like that. And I think like um, Harden sees the writing on the wall, like you guys are saying. He's like, yeah, I'm I'm gonna go somewhere else because you you about you about to have me doing something that I don't want to do. Okay, I mean that makes sense. That makes hey, sense. You you know that ro- Have you seen their roster? Their roster looks completely different. I have no idea. I want to. The Rockets roster was, I saw it, I mean, I saw uh, the first, I saw a little bit of the first pregame mm-hmm. uh, for the Rockets, and it, it doesn't look like the Rockets, I will say that. Yeah. Like, but at this point, we're so used to the Rockets looking a certain way that, I don't know, like, it just, like, it's obviously the Rockets, but it is not set up the way we're used to the Rockets setting up, even though DeMarcus Cousins still chucking up threes. Um, but, you know, I mean, even though it's, it's what, it still has Harden, who's supposedly supposed to play Tuesday. Yeah. And then it has uh, Peter Tucker, and it has like you know some of the core guys, but I mean John Wall and Marcus Cousins by themselves makes that whole entire roster look completely different. All alone, yeah. you know I mean, because granted, was the rest of it was only there for a year, yeah, like, literally a year. Like he came in, they tripped into the Wizards, which honestly the Wizards don't have a bad team, like at all. Uh, and they're in the in the East, he might make the playoffs. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. I think they might have some defensive questions though. Again? I said they might have some defensive questions though, because 
neither Joel. Burdens or Hashimura are exactly prolific defenders. I and mean, like, I like Hashimura, but like, he, look, he's just granted, not good right now. Definitely had defensive questions. First round out, but playoffs. <laughs> like, that's, it's fair. Like, that's fair. I'm not saying they're going to be successful in any way, but they might be like an 8 7 seed. Yeah. I almost think they might be able to get that 6. I mean, they probably will. Just yeah. because, uh, but like, I think Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal, that's like a, that's going to end up being like a really entertaining and like legitimately like good, efficient. Russell Westbrook's not going to be efficient, but good, fun, uh, a good, fun watching backcourt. And in the East, it's easy to get into the playoffs. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. So, like, if they're like even a little bit over 500, they'll get into the playoffs. Gotcha. I agree with you on that. Um, but uh, I I see that you two were about to have this conversation about Kyrie earlier. Let's go ahead and get to that. Did y'all see the, the video that he had with Kevin Durant where he was talking about getting eight posted ups a game? Like, I don't know if that's a joke or not. That, that just. I hope it I is. I did not see that. That's how. Um... Yeah. Katie was like, I mean, you could do like two and a half. <laughs> I, am, I am an adamant adamant Kyrie hater like so not on the level of like my, my my Draymond hate but it's up it's up there and the only reason is because I think he is so overrated it is insane like I'll just give a couple reasons right now one he doesn't win without LeBron two even when he had a chance to win with a good team in uh the Boston they played better without him three he, if you watch him play the game, he generally just holds on to the ball too long. And not in, like, an efficient and, or good-for-the-team Chris Paul way. Yeah. It is a Kyrie way. And Kyrie has never been a good leader or a good basketball leader on the court, except when he played with arguably the greatest player of all time. And that's, that, 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 that goes for before LeBron showed up. And after LeBron left, or after, uh, you know, Kyrie left, I was like, okay, so, like, Kyrie's got that. He, he got that uh, rub, kind of like how LeBron got that rub from Dwayne Wade when he went to Miami. You know what I mean? Like, oh, he knows how to win. He knows how to, you know, he, he's coming, coming to himself a bit more, especially watching that playoff series. But then he just didn't. And I was like, oh, that's just LeBron raising the stock of everyone around him. And he's, but, but the thing is, Kyrie is, when he, he's mesmerizing with the dribble. But, like, that's, like, appealing to, like, the casual basketball fan. And it looks nice and whatever. But I would, I would easily take Dame Lillard, Dame Lillard over, Kawhi, uh, over Kyrie any day. But that's all, they're also in, like, different strategies. All dominant. <laughs> you know, the issue is this. The issue is, Kyrie will go off the pick, do the, like they play their they're ball dominant guards. Kyrie yeah. does the pick, does a spin move, do do, tries to break your ankles, and then he'll like do a little step back and then do something, something creative to get the bucket. Yeah. Dame Lillard will just go off the screen and shoot. If the man steps up, he goes around him. Like it's like he's just a much more efficient player, and he's without a LeBron has like elevated the team around him. But all that being said. Kyrie got the LeBron rub, and for a lot of people, especially the casual basketball fan, that elevated his stock to a level that doesn't necessarily deserve to be as high as what it is. Um, outside of he's one of the, if some like whenever they talk about Kyrie, they go, Kyrie's one of the best dribblers in NBA history. At the end of the day, that means nothing. <laughs> like, what did Jason Williams win? You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, you being the best dribbler means nothing. Allen Iverson took his team to the NBA final, or uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Allen Iverson took yeah. his team to the NBA finals for one year, then got smoked by the all-time great Laker team. But he took his team to the NBA final, and that's who they're like, you know, he's 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 up there. He's a better ball handler than Allen Iverson. But, like, Allen Iverson didn't, like, play the way Kyrie plays, and that's a whole different thing. But if you're a great dribbler and people are raising your stock off of that aspect alone, then, like, that's not a good basketball point. I would say that. And that, and that conversation always happens with Kyrie, and that's all i got to say about that. 
if, if I may, one, just with the dribbling thing right quick, like, this is something that you said, but, like, most, like, like most people don't really know what they're talking about. So that we can just kind of ignore that, though, like, yeah, the good ball handling can be fun to watch, especially when dudes are breaking ankles and stuff. But, like, so the thing, like, like you mentioned, hold on, where do I want to start? Okay. So <laughs> the thing with, you know, you like, give them the rub or whatever. So I think I was listening to something talking about this. And, like, the thing with LeBron, was it, like, LeBron kind of wanted to be in, like, a mentor role, which I guess at one point Wade was for him, you know, he take him, kind of show him, like, how to win and, like, gradually step back and everything. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, kind of big brother, little brother type relationship. But, like, Kyrie wasn't feeling that for... I remember that. I remember that. Um, uh, when Kyrie was, like, uh, some reporter was, like, asked him, Kyrie, some kind of question <laughs> about, like, it was, like, a father-son, big brother, like, moment between him and LeBron. And the reporter was, like, so, Kyrie, like, how do you feel about LeBron? I mean, and Kyrie was, like, I mean, he's not my dad. So, like, I remember that. That's that's funny. Like, and, like, and, like, I guess p- part of the consequence of that is, like, he never le- really learned a lot of the lessons that, like, he probably should have learned. Mm-hmm. Like, in terms of, like, making teammates better and, like, like, stepping up in certain ways, like, in his case, like, defensively and in terms of, like, playmaking for your team and whatever. And, you know, just... So, like, he doesn't want to be that, like, he doesn't want to be mentored or whatever. So he doesn't really learn the lessons. And he goes to Boston. And, like, it, like you said, the, the young Boston team played, like, played better without him. Um, yeah. If some stuff I was just kind of glancing at, like, ESPN or something, if you believe, the Net, like, the young Nets team plays better with him on the bench. <laughs> and, like... And, and, like, ultimately, I think a lot of that is, like, one, he's not a very good leader, and his opinions on things are apparently <laughs> kind of trash. Um, and this is ignoring, like, believing the Earth is flat and whatever. Um, but, like, I think there was something I saw that, like, at, at one point at one point he said some mess about, like, he didn't really view, like, didn't view Nash as, like, a head coach for real. Like, like there would be some kind of, like, partnership. And I think there was something I saw earlier where he's just, like, um, scratch that. Like, I don't really think we have a head coach or some, some mess. And it's yeah. just, like, sir, just, it's very least shut up. Like, at the very least, you can stop talking. I'm like, like, one of my biggest issues was when he played for Boston. So that year, he got hurt. And Boston did really well in the playoffs, right? Like, unexpectedly well, I'll say that. Right. And then the next year, he plays. And so during, during that playoff run where he was out, Jason Tatum was eating. Like, he was eating. Like, that's a, that's a, that's, that's a playoff series where he dunked on LeBron. Like, like, he was eating, right? And then the next year, Kyrie comes back. And I'll, all these TV analysts, right, these quote-unquote experts were like, oh, Jason Tatum's not, like, He's not what we thought he was. He's not. He's not great. You know. He's he's regressed. And I'm like, yeah, he's regressed because of one player, like Kyrie. That year, obviously, was stunting the growth. Like it is what it is. It's yeah. his game. He had. He was stunting the growth of the rest of the Boston Celtics. He leaves. They're doing great without him. With the same. With essentially the same players. You know what I mean? So 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 I don't. I think that 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 year kind of really shifted my dynamic. Or those two years. Shifted my whole like understanding of the way I thought about Kyrie because I have fallen prey to like I don't know uh, the way Kyrie's been presented the entire time, right? And watching him play with the Cleveland Cavaliers and whatever. But then it just took the years after that championship run for me to be for me to realize like, oh, this guy's just literally a Harlem Globetrotter in the NBA. That's like what he is. Was this what like, like Curly Neal was that name? Who like I'm sorry, argument though the, the Globetrotters. Probably share the ball more than Kyrie. <laughs> I like that. I like that. You're right. The Globetrotters do share the ball more than, more than Kyrie. But yeah, yeah, I, I 100% agree with everything you just said, Calvin. 100%. So I guess I got to be Kyrie protected. Uh, 
<laughs> just just looking at Kyrie's career, what else? If we go to uh, his time at Duke, number one recruit already comes in, supposed to be that dude, only has the chance to play 11 games because of a broken foot. And then we go to his time in Cleveland, which is what, seven, seven years? He was in Cleveland for about seven years? I don't know. I don't uh, remember. I don't remember, I, I don't yeah. remember exactly. Because it was the four after LeBron left. And then, what, the, the two? Or is it, it was the two seasons with LeBron in Cleveland. Those four seasons, Cleveland was quite possibly the worst franchise mm-hmm. in the NBA. You want, you want the first two seasons? The first two seasons before when Kyrie, when Kyrie was there, you're talking about their, were the worst in the NBA. Yeah, the, the first, like, I think his, like, I think his entire rookie contract, like, there was just like four years where they were just really bad. Like they no were getting sure. yeah, they yeah. Were getting lottery picks every single year, and they were getting dudes like Tristan Thompson, who's not a bad player. Yeah, that's like, when they got they got Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's uh, Deion no Waiters. Deion Waiters, yeah. Gross, gross. I like Deion Waiters. I really do. Let's not let's not disrespect. He's, he's not Anthony Bennett. Look, look, so. he, he's not Anthony Davis. He does uh, not change your. He does not change the face of your franchise whatsoever. Harry doesn't either. <laughs> Lily, that's not true. Your franchise gets a lot more fun. And Kyrie's not winning. Yeah, we're not talking about winning sometimes. Yeah. Well, this ask, this ask, is a, ask a Spurs fan they care about fun. Okay, Lily. I'm we're not, we're not <laughs> about that. Every no, I'm telling you, every time we talk about Kyrie, it's never like I don't know a time where we've ever talked about Kyrie the leader or the winner. Like, it's always been, hey, this dude is really fun to watch. That's literally what it's always been. I don't remember yeah, a single time he, but, he gets, but the issue is he doesn't get presented as he's just fun to watch. He gets presented as a guy that can – like, you, you can tell right now because of him and KD and the way they treat him in Boston. He gets presented as a guy who is a franchise changer. And it's like, no, he's not. He is. Like I'm, like I, I can't when think of any moments when he was actually. When the Boston, when you can't deny when he been the, when he went to Boston, people thought of that. Yeah, but that's people thought that. That's now. After that's that, he's dumb though. Like, but at the end of the day, people are dumb. So like, people are being dumb, but people are dumb. So that's that. But that's still the rhetoric that was out there. And I used to see it on the Jump, Sports Center, Fox Sports One. And those people are quote unquote experts, and they would say the exact same thing. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not true. But. Now he's with KD, and granted, I think they're going to be good. But once again, I think they're going to be good because of KD, not because of Kyrie. Yeah. Like, like, and granted, Kyrie, uh, KD isn't LeBron, right? Like, KD's not going to – KD's a, more of a one-dimensional player than LeBron is, right? Yeah. And I'm not sure how that's legitimately going to, like, gel well. Like, they might be a good team. But will they be a championship level team? I'm not sure. But they're put up there because of KD, not because of Kyrie. No, I, I completely agree. But Kyrie's always been the fun dude that can get you 20 a game. Like, it might not be the best possessions in the world, but he can get you 20 a game. And that's literally what it's always been. Like, I completely agree with all with everything you guys are saying. And I really think where we lose, uh, like, the love for Kyrie is when he he talks too much. Where it just, hey, like, what are you talking about, bro? Well, he knows that. That's why he didn't want to speak to the media. And I'm okay with that. Open his mouth. Nothing great comes out. Look, I saw people complaining about, like, why is he talking? It's like, hey, do we do we really want more Kyrie quotes? Like, I, I love Kyrie. I really do. He's really fun. I love his shoes. I own, like, four or five pairs of shoes uh, of his. <laughs> I, I'm not interested in really hearing what Kyrie has to say. Go ahead and dazzle us with these dribble moves. Score 20. And I'm going to be very happy that you're an all-star. That's it. Any, like, any higher expectations for Kyrie is, like, like you, like you guys have been saying, you don't watch the game enough. Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah. like, wait, how are you defending Kyrie? Oh, I'm just defending. Like, y'all, y'all kind of like bashing on him. Like, he's he's still really good. He's just 
He's he's just not. Listen, yeah, me personally, he can't win with him as your best player. player. We never really expected that from him. Like honestly, like you you play like five, your first five or six seasons, they never even sniffed the playoffs. See, my thing is this: like there are people for six years just to be through that day. He was with Cleveland for six years. Yeah, he's a- See, my thing is, like, you have people that play like Kyrie that do change franchises, though, right? Like, who are just, like, dribble scores, whatever, that do, like, like, they might not be as, you know, they might be a little more athletic or whatever, but they still... Any? I said, we're, like, 6'8". I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of, like, the Jason Tatum stag, stagnation. Go ahead, bro. Derek Derek Rose. Derrick Rose and Kyrie should be in the same category, take away athleticism. But Derrick Rose won with, but before the injuries and all kind of stuff, right? Like, Derrick Rose won before injuries. And he and, and that's, and he didn't have, like, the, you know, his his team was good, but he, he was the, really? but he was, like, the yeah. tip top of that good. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but, like, Kyrie, he should be, whatever he is, the tip top of, like, any team he's on. Hey, they ain't good. And that Boston team was really good. Let's uh, not deny that. So, yeah, I, I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah. I just kind of hate Kyrie. <laughs> My argument on that, I think that Boston team is was really talented. I don't think they – I don't know that – I wouldn't say the team eh, – no, nah, I'm being a hater. I'm being a hater. Never mind. They, they were kind of nice. J- Jalen Brown has turned into one of my favorite players in the NBA. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like, talking about, like, now and forever, but I'm talking about, like, specifically that season. You, you, just, you already had dudes. Like, Kyrie didn't have to be there. Like, Kyrie's not the – like you were saying, Kyrie's not the leader that you expected him to be. He's just the scorer. That, that so definitely – the leader of that locker room was definitely Marcus Smart. Oh, yeah. Marcus Smart is one of my favorite, like, college players of all, to, of all time. But, like – he was definitely like the leader of that locker room, and still is. That's why he's still there. You know what I mean? Like uh, uh, Kyrie, just he. I think there's more. I think there's. I think you can make an argument that there's more negative attributes to Kyrie being on your team than positive. I'm not saying you, this. I'm saying you could probably. You probably one, option, yes, I I completely agree with that. If he was your number two, I think. I think you can build around enough where he he isn't a net negative. He's a little too emotional for me. Like he getting his feelings. He like Paul George. They all a little too emotional for me. I'm like, y'all need to relax, dog. Just that's hoop. Like you play on teams like you put on teams with dudes who just, who dudes who just hoop. But I'm like, y'all y'all tripping. That's that's what that is. On, like, uh, so, um, actually, related to that, though, and granted, this is something that ESPN made me think about, but, like, I think they have a point. Is it, like, it's, pro- like, if it, if, if the Nets become a dumpster fire, which would be totally out of the question, because, like, <laughs> Phil said, they're kind of, like, your two best players are kind of, like, they're kind of sensitive, and, like, they like to talk in, like, they're in New York, a place not known for being particularly kind to that kind of mentality. Um, and so, like, and besides that, it's kind of, there's, there's, I feel like there's kind of a question of, like, who's going to be, you know, the leader, if you will. Like, it, it can't be Kyrie. He's he just, it, it just, it just can't. <laughs> Right, like it, it, it's just not gonna work. Kyrie passion um, is fine. No, <laughs> K, KD possibly, but it's still just like you can kind of like it's not that hard. Like get him into his feelings and kind just kind of like in his own head. But here's the thing: oh. KD has never been has KD has never truly won as the leader of a team. Golden State, he was not the leader. That was definitely Steph. Like, st- like you can do what you want. Steph is that leader, um, uh, and you can make an argument that Draymond was more of a leader on the team, and that's why KD left because of the butting of the heads, whatever. But at the end of the day, 
Steph is more of a leader on that team than Draymond is. And when he played for Oklahoma City, and they took the Golden State to the final or to the Game 7, they went to that team. I'm sorry, so it still bothers me uh, that he went to Golden State. But while he was at, while he was in, in Oklahoma City, you can make an argument that like Russell Westbrook was like, or there is, or it's like a one-two, or Russell Westbrook was like the leader of the team. Um, but uh, in terms of leadership, I think Kevin Durant still has, you know, um, he just happens to be the, the greatest scorer that any of us have ever seen. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like he's an anomaly, just because his talent like over is overwhelming, or uh, pre-surgery or pre-injury. Uh, uh, don't know how it's going to look coming back. But I, you, you, can, you can make questions you know, or you can have questions on, on KD's leadership uh, accolades as well. That's, that, that seems fair. But it's just like, okay, like, if we assume, like, we, we basically just, we, I feel like we're collectively just like, Kyrie can't be the leader, it won't work. Um, but so it's just, and even if we, like, and if we hypothetically make the argument that, like, KD might not be the best dude for the job, there's still, like, are you going to be, like, is, is the, like, leader Dinwiddie? Or, like... He should be. I like him. Like, he kind of seems like he would be the, he kind of seems like he would be the guy. But now to think about it, I don't even know how, like, some of the how uh, I should probably watch the next game. So I'm like, I don't know how he fits with Kyrie, or how anyone does for that matter. Then Woody, then Woody, then Woody can kind of be your uh, like your catch and shoot dude. Like he's he's a pretty good shooter and he's a secondary ball handler. I can almost see some plays where they have uh, him run the point and have Kyrie off ball. Okay, I don't know how those. Uh, <laughs> those right. possessions are going to turn out, but I could definitely right. see them doing that. This, gonna, this is just going to eat, like, this is going to be a great partnership or a great situation for Katie and Kyrie, or once, like Calvin said, it could be a dumpster fire. Uh, Ky- also, it's probably a terrible situation for Nash to walk into now that I'm thinking about it, like as a coach. I think yes. the most fun that we're, we're missing from all of this is that we know whether it's good or bad, it's going to be extremely entertaining. <laughs> and that's what I'm here for. Like, this, that's the whole reason why we love the game, right? Like, yeah, like the game is special to us. It's an entertainment factor. That's, that's part of the reason why I'm here. Like, I, I love this partnership. Good, bad, or ugly, this is going to be fun for me. I can't even get mad, but like, no, I don't know. I just, I, I, I don't, and like, I'm not sure I'm crazy about the idea of a man, um, like dreams or concepts of coaching basketball dash by a dude who believes the earth is flat in his first year attempting it. Hey, Calvin, say that sentence again and tell me that wasn't the most fun sentence you've said all day. <laughs> that's that's fair. It sounds ridiculous. It sounds that, ridiculous. That's so cool, bro. That, that is a book. That is a book that one man destroys your coach's dreams. <laughs> All while being a flat earther. Uh. <laughs> oh, man. oh, yeah. Yeah, I got anything else you want to talk about? So, um, I mean, no, honestly, the season's going to be uh, approaching very quickly. So, and college is going to get, you know, in full speed ahead uh, very soon. So, some tell me we not go, we not going even in a like conference play. It's it's not going to end well. Right. Just like I think there's going to be just as many cancellations, bro. I th- I think they see they see um, I don't know I don't even know that saying. Uh, like like they see it's like ah, frickety frack frack. They like. <laughs> They see the destination, right? It's with the <laughs> pandemic, like, first person in the United States getting, like, vaccinated today. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know why I put that in quotes. But they see, like, over the horizon. Like, okay, we're almost there. We're almost there. We're almost there. So I think there's going to be some underhanded things. Keep things going. 
because like they're like, oh, we made it this far. We're gonna keep pushing this thing. Um, and and I haven't heard talk about the NCAA tournament being in like the bubble anymore in Indianapolis. But that was, that definitely was a thing they were talking about two three weeks ago. Yeah, I don't. I don't <clears throat> financially, I think it's going to be really hard for any bubble to come up because you did you notice like there was a lot of bubble talk before the season started and then those just fizzled out and then um espn was supposed to do a bubble and then like there wasn't even like a follow-up it was just oh it's not happening no more like i i yeah i don't know what's going on in the contract talks but the most recent game university of kansas they had a fans in the stands Against a against Creighton, yeah, I, don't I was even like, oh y'all smoking that dust. So I was like, y'all like, I'm like, sure. I like, yeah, yeah, they they they, they was doing too much. But once again, they're probably gonna most schools are doing too much. Question: How's Iowa number three in the country? Luca Garza, great. Yeah, Iowa. Luca Garza is like averaging almost thirty a game right now. Like, but they've also played bums, and then they have what. Is it Bohannon? And I can't think of the other dude, but those are probably like two of the ten best shooters in the country right now. And they they are they are just chopping everything, bro. They have thirty. Like, can you imagine averaging thirty points in a game? Like, like I, that has to be like the most satisfying thing in sports, right? Yeah. If you win, he has a point. No, no, literally, you're supposed to be from who's don't win in here, right? So just I mean, I don't know, I'm talking about this one thing because Kyrie, even Kyrie, don't average thirty. Like, you mean you average thirty? You, that's a very uh, let's say the NBA. That's a very small group of people. Like that, that's a very <laughs> small group of people. Generally, they do win something. They win championships, but they win, right? They get to the playoffs, it's whatever. But like that has to be so title. satisfying. They're like, how much you averaging? Thirty point three. Whoa, I'm killing it. Like, that's so nuts to me, man. That's wild. But, um, but my understanding is they have a really, really good offense. But their defense uh, leaves something to be desired. Yeah. So That boy, Luca yeah. Barza, cannot move whatsoever in transition. That boy has lead feet. Like, they're, it, it's so good in the half court, but the minute you tell that boy to run, it's, it's bad. Um, my... Also, a lot of the games that I'm interested in watching keep getting canceled. Um, this is like on the lower end of them, but like I just like I caught a Morgan State game. I think they played uh, Iona, right, um, last week, like Tuesday or something. Yeah. And they basically controlled the game. And I'm like, wait, is Morgan State kind of fun to watch? So like I've been waiting to catch another game of theirs, but the the, the two games they were gonna play after that, like. Have both been canceled. Yeah. The one that was gonna be like Saturday, I think, and then like the Navy game is canceled. I think it's gonna be Wednesday. Um, but just but it's not just like Morgan State, it's just lots of teams. Gonzaga and Baylor, for example, a lot of their game a lot of the men's games. Um yeah. the women most most of the women's games I well a lot of like women's games seem to be going off more smoothly, I guess, or at least they haven't been canceled as much for better or worse. Um, Like, Baylor's women's team is really good, as usual. Like, if you just, if you just, like, if you watch one women's team this year, from what I can gather, and I still haven't watched UConn, um, like, you you need to watch Baylor. Yeah. They're big, athletic, and skilled. Also, Dee Richards has probably one of the best stories in the NCAA this year after, um, was this like a spinal contusion where she couldn't walk like a couple months ago? And now she's just eating. Oh, she's, she's a problem. On the court, bro. Like, <laughs> she's, she's nice. Um, yeah, she, she's a problem. Yeah. Um, spinal contusion, though. Yeah. They, her and another teammate ran into each other. Like, like at practice, like full See, speed. It was, it was, it was really bad. That's why I'm hustle. That's the only way I was getting on the court. So, sorry. <laughs> okay, I see you, dog. Bro, I was athletic. That's all I had, bro. <laughs> you were athletic. It was weird. 
like pot, what Grambling women who like embarrassed uh, Louisiana Monroe's women's team because yeah. apparently they don't have anybody who can dribble worth anything. Like I don't, and it baffles me because it's just like your D1 basketball team. Everybody else has point guards that can dribble up the floor, and even if they don't, they like can pass. That's the entire point of a press break. Like it was, like the bump, like the Gram, like Gremlins, like deep bench riders were getting in in the third. Like it was, it was over early. Yeah, right. That goes to show you the talent dip between uh, mid major and low major. And I know they're both low majors. So, Gremlin State's mid major. Would you say Gremlin State's mid major? I think that, I think yeah. I think Swack Swack is mid major. Well, okay, category okay for categorizing purposes, I think most HBCUs uh, in general they tend to be categorized low major. Yeah. Um, not always, but as a group. And I refuse to call you a mid major if the last time you let me let me pull this up so I don't look stupid. But if the last time you've made the NCAA tournament was when I was a teenager, I don't want to really talk to you about basketball. You're not old, man. What are you talking about? <clears throat> I'm 24, bro. Yes, that's not old, man. I'm not saying I'm old. I'm just saying I don't want to talk to you about being a mid-major. You're a, teen, you're, you're a teenager four most, years ago. Most, in fairness, no, most teenager. teams didn't make it last, like, like, most teams didn't make it then. Yes, like, that, 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 that's a horrible metric. That's a horrible metric, Alex. Okay, we, we're about to pull up the numbers, and if it's been like a Question. decade no, no, no. since they've been here, I don't want to talk. I don't, so, I don't consider them a mid-major. So Lehigh's not a mid-major. You said what? Lehigh is not a mid-major. I'm not gonna say nothing about that because their assistant coach follows me, so I'm gonna be very nice and say they are. So <laughs> Norfolk is not a mid-major. Okay, I gotta shut up on uh, Grambling State. They they made it in 2018. I've been wrong before. This is whatever. Yeah. Because like during that logic, like Hampton's Hampton's a mid major. Like according to that logic, whatever happened to that dude at Howard this year? How's he doing? Uh, uh, he got hurt. Right? Talk about this. I think he got sidelined with like a groin injury. Um, Dang, never mind. Yeah, and that, that happened. Like, okay, like he's trying to play through it the first couple games, but they're just like. Yeah, they're just gonna sit you, not play it, like not gonna aggravate this. And like his teammate, they have potential, but they're hot garbage. If we're honest, they ain't college. Have potential, maybe. It's an oxymoron. No, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You can be, you can have potential to be really good and not be really good right now. Yeah. Um, but you didn't say that. You said hot garbage, and you there's no way you go from hot garbage to really good, unless you're like in elementary like school. Can, then you like they can get they they they, have a, they can act, I can I can see I can see them like getting a lot better. But like I feel like something that's affected all teams though, and it affects teams like Howard, um, and like Georgia because of all the transfers and whatever. But like teams that have like a lot of new people. It's going to like that not being able to like play those like scrimmages and whatever prior to the season, those exhibition games. I think affects it has affected the quality of basketball we've been seeing like early this season in general. Um, and like that's aggravated a little by like I have no idea what's going on with the refing in general, but um, but like I think a lot of it for for like a lot of teams is that. They haven't. They didn't get to have those reps early to start shoring up various issues that would have come up as soon as you play a scrimmage game or what have you. Um, leading to like collectively uglier basketball. Yeah. Meaning more pronounced with some teams than others. Um, but yeah, and you know, now I think about it, probably affecting the men more than the women because there's more turnover with the men's game. Yeah. <clears throat> In other news, I'm going to keep this short for uh, college basketball reasons. This might be the worst uh, Kentucky season that we have seen in a very long time. Like, you know how usually they 
they figure everything out by February. I don't think we're going to get that this year. Like, I think they're going to look much better in February, but I don't think the boys going to play enough games to, you know, do something special. They might have to win, like, the SEC tournament to definitely be locked in for whatever happens unless they just... New Orleans Noel year, huh? It is. It's okay. It is going to be really weird because they're going to have, like, possibly, like, two... Possibly three lottery picks, depending on how uh, Jackson really, like, comes along. If he starts, like, shocking people and, like, their defensive numbers, like, on-off numbers get better, I think I think he might sneak into the uh, into the lottery with uh, Brandon Boston and um, Terrence. How I forget that man name? Mm-hmm. I know it's Terrence. Um, I've heard Duke has been looking kind of rough, too. You said who? Duke has been looking kind of rough compared to yeah, I refuse to give Duke any uh any credit. Oh, Terrence Clark, that's his name. So Duke full of scrubs. Yeah, we talked about Duke last week. Yeah. <laughs> but uh if that's it, I think we can go ahead and wrap this one up. Y'all got anything else? Mm-hmm. I think that's nope. about covered it as far as yeah. All right. Quiet week of hoops, so we get out of this one early like 52 minutes in this thing. But uh, thank y'all for listening to another episode of the Traveling Hoopers podcast. We do this, you know, because we want to. Uh, <laughs> I mean, y'all can introduce. Go ahead. But I, uh, you know, once again, Calvin McGowan. Hope y'all enjoyed listening to us. If you did, you know, you're on YouTube, like, share, subscribe, um, hit the like button. Um, and, you know, Listen to us where every listen to podcast. Like Alan said, we do do this because we want to. Obviously, no I'm joking. Uh, but yeah, my name's Philip Dixon. You can follow me on uh, Twitter at six five resident mo. But most importantly, is you can follow me on TikTok, and that is at the at the three number three Masters Podcast. You can follow me on TikTok, following with that. I'm currently going viral uh, right now uh, for the second time. But, you know, it's what I do out here in these streets. Uh, shout out to all the little kids on TikTok. Make me feel good about my ego. Uh, and with that being the case, that is it. Oh, what happened to your mixtape that you plugged or something a couple times? Oh, I just I just, record, I just recorded today. So okay. watch out. I have a... Christmas EP dropping uh, uh, Christmas Eve, February, not February, Christmas Eve, December 24th. I have a Christmas EP dropping, so watch out for that. It's going to be dope.